Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Mangum Talks Hoops. Levi, coming out of retirement, we're doing a Mangum Talks Hoops. How are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. This is an auspicious day. This is the day of Levi's going away party. Do we just tell people that we've been recording these podcasts and not releasing them? Or do we just own up to the fact we've not done these? We've not coordinated No, enough? we've got a library of like 12 or 14 mm-hmm. that I'm going to release at some point. Because obviously, you know, the week-to-week chatter about the NBA, that, that, that holds well. In two years, people are going to know what we thought about the Kawhi title run. Well, I mean, you did say uh, on the <laughs> December 13th episode that the Raptors were coming the title. Um, and that you had bet, um, in fact, the entire mortgage uh, on that. So, I mean, kudos to you. Actual real shout out to me, I did call Raps in six, though. Uh, yeah, I mean... That was big for me. If we're being honest, yes. Um, I was driving uh, from Maryland. Um, Sam was asleep in the car. And I was like really, really bored. And you texted me um, wanting to make a bet on the Warriors versus the Raptors. Mm-hmm. And I, full disclosure, I, I sometimes text when I drive, especially on interstates where nothing's happening. Sure. I'm really bored. Um, my girlfriend, Don't do it, kids. My, my girlfriend hates it. Like She's like, can I do this? Can I do this? In a very passive aggressive way, which is the right answer. I just don't care. Sure, um, sure. But I, I try not to. Um, and I, I saw that and was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I just grabbed the phone out of, out of the little dock that's instead of there. I was like, okay, <laughs> we're going to bet some money. Um, I thought it was it was the stupidest bet you've ever said in your entire life. Um, and then game two, I, I after game one, I was like, oh, whoa. Okay. So I ended up hedging and sort of betting. <laughs> betting Toronto. You did uh, after but, game one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, um, all right. Dude, <laughs> I bet them, and, and, and I think I came out. Just canceled. You know, I canceled out the bet I had with you and, and came out in the positive by just running I, yeah. with Toronto. Raps and six, man. They were they were, uh, they were were magical. I think the Raps are still going to be good next year, even without Kawhi. It's a Ewing theory situation. In the regular season, of course. You know, they've got a lot of depth, right? Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of players. Um, they lost Kawhi. What did he play? 64, 65 games? Yeah, he was I, like I don't, I don't two out of three, I think. Um, so... Um, yeah, I think they'll be okay there um, in the playoffs. That's where um, that elite level talent may be a problem. Although at the very end, he sort of clearly was hurt. And, yeah, and and wasn't. It was helpful to have him there. Like if you just got rid of him, they would have had problems. Um, but he wasn't the sole reason. No, and he wasn't as defensive. Like he wasn't the defensive shutdown guy because he was basically playing on one leg. Yeah, well, he also didn't really have anyone to defend in, in his vein, right? Like he, he, he can shut down would have Curry, but that's like a really hard challenge. It would have been do. Clay, but Clay got uh, hurt. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or Durant, but yeah. All right, so we have some topics here for our August 3rd episode of Mangum Talks Hoops. The first, we're going to talk about the summer, free agency. I think the way I want to approach this is to talk about the signing that you thought was the most impactful and the one that you think is the most overblown. Um... Can I do a follow-up? Um, yeah. Add, add to the category. Um, the most surprising sign. Let's put the, put that as a sort of third option. Okay. Um, I mean, the most impactful uh, to me, obviously, is Kawhi, because it was a, a package deal with mm-hmm. him and Paul George yeah. um, in terms of elite-level talent, because they just sort of remade a team on the fly um, in a very interesting manner. Um, that would be my take, although, I mean, both those guys had injury problems. Um their availability throughout the year is going to be questionable. Um, so it's really the playoffs are busts uh, for that team. Um, what about yours? You're, you're I gotta most agree. impactful. I got to agree with Kawhi. Um, you're not going DeAndre Jordan? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's the big three right there. Um, I would also say 
the most impactful? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's got to be Kawhi. I think he, it's it's got to be. There's, I mean, there's some other ones, you know, Kyrie, whatever, but it's really going to swing things in the West having Kawhi. But the one I want to talk about is the one that's most overblown. KD. Uh, do tell. Well, he's missing a year. First off, he's missing a year. Yep. And that's a that's one whole year for Kyrie to sour that locker room. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back. He's coming back from Achilles injury. He, mm-hmm. He's got a lot of miles on him. Mm-hmm. How, I don't know how good he's going to be. Mm-hmm. He's going to be with with crazy ass fucking Kyrie, who's all, at that point all he will have alienated everybody on the team. Yeah, he's giving Kyrie a sort of one year head start to piss everyone off. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> what does the word government mean to you, Levi? <laughs> and he comes back. I just don't know any. What he signed a four year deal. Uh, I think it was. So you know, you got to you rule out this year. Next year he comes back. He's not going to be a hundred percent rehab year. Yeah. And so basically, what you end up with is two years of an elite shooter. I don't know that he's going to be a playmaker like he used to be. I mean, I'm really fearful of those Achilles injuries because people come back from that, and they usually look completely different. I mean, I, I can't I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of like two or three examples of people coming back from a key, ruptured Achilles and being the same. Agreed, but you know. Germany, people just go to Germany and, and, and get, get like, another leg. Yeah, you like pig, pig tendons. Get that Kobe or, leg. Yeah, <laughs> blood from 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 gypsy babies or you know, whatever they do. That's what Dirk did to keep his career going. Well, you know, keep is is technically true, but I mean, you didn't really do a whole lot at the very end. So yeah, I mean, I, uh, but yeah. and everybody gave the Knicks shit for not offering him the max, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if I would have offered him the max. Well, that's the thing is that it that that's a, a poor move to say. It's not a poor belief to have, right? Like I heard the belief, like yeah, when yeah. the story came out, I was like, I can respect you to, to think, you know what? I think we're good here. Um, it is a bit arrogant, given they've had no history of making any intelligent moves ever, so it's not exactly coming from a place of smarts. But you know, broken clock uh, is right twice a day. Um, but it's it's really not cool to say that out loud, right? It's like, no, um, it's unprofessional to be like. Yeah, we're actually next level smart, and yeah, we're sort of betting that he's going to be injured. Um, well, and they know which is like a really underhanded thing to say about a player. Yeah, like, and they know how their fan base is going to react to that. Wait a second, you wouldn't you wouldn't offer Katie? Like, oh my god! Like you heard all the, the Knicks fans going fucking crazy. The most surprising, I would say, for me is Kemba Walker to your Boston Celtics. Yeah, because I was sure that Charlotte was going to give him the max. Charlotte offered him less than what he asked for, which was less than the max, mm-hmm. and then gave like seventy million dollars to Terry Rozier. So I don't know what the fuck is going on in Charlotte. Uh, I mean, that, that is one of the more depressing teams, um, in all honesty. Um, they got to be the most, right? They're, they're trotting out, what, Frank Kaminsky and Terry Roger and Nick Batum next year? It's a bunch of guys who played like, like Big Ten teams and like were studs. And You can tell Jordan watches a lot of college basketball, college not basketball. a lot of NBA. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 he's not a great owner. Um, I mean... It, the thing is, the whole the whole Sun situation, you know, makes people laugh. And uh, is worst owner in sports, or or the Knicks, uh, worst owner in sports. Michael Jordan's terrible. Michael he's, Jordan may he, be the worst. He's really terrible. Um, but you know, he's he's a goat, so you don't really want to criticize him. Um, I will. It's in a small market, so it doesn't really take the sort of lightning rod. But not a great owner. Hey, they should have gave Kim the banks. Where are they going? No, they shouldn't. Have given what are they going to do? I, see, that's your the Boston thing. gave them the max, didn't they? Uh, know if it was the full full max but um maybe it was a lot of money yeah um but of course i think i think charlotte the max for charlotte would have been higher than the max yeah, for yeah, boston yeah. yeah yeah um so the thing is is that i actually agree with not giving him the max I, I i agree with the sort of contract situation but the problem is much like the knicks 
you've shown no ability to execute on this sort of grand theory. Um, well, my problem is who, who are they going to pay? 100%, 100%, right? So what's the strategy if you're going to try, try to get you know exact value out of, out of the contract? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, because you've not shown an ability there. And honestly, all teams have to, if you have a great team, you're going to have to get like extract extra value out of some players and then like overpay for some players because they're more important when you're yeah. a championship mm-hmm. contender. Um, so overpaying in and of itself is not a problem. Rockets, uh, Chris Paul. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's, it, think, uh, I don't recall what Serge Ibaka's contract is, but I think it's like gaudy. Yeah, it's um, big. Yeah. And then the Mark Gasol's contract's a bit gaudy for, for, for what he's, right now. He, what he is right now. Um, but you have that luxury because you've got, you know, Fred Van Vliet, you've got uh, Pascal Siakam, you got you have value. Siakam's the best deal in the no, league right he's now. He's absolutely the best deal in the league. But you have to have those to, to go with the overpays because you need to have those assets. Um, I just don't trust their ability to execute on this little high-minded theory of trying to get exact value out of contracts. No. Um, I think the Warriors played it smart because they now have basically, what, four or five months of D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. He slots into that Clay Thompson slot spot. They keep the same, generally the same offense, a little worse defense. And then when Clay comes back, they can move him. Yep. Um, I was going to say the reason why I, I threw in the sort of most surprising contract, um, because I think we're, we're sort of in simpatico here about this. Uh, Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney. Three, three, million, three years, 15 million. Um, I think when we bought that, was fucking like, kidding like, me. Did, is there like money in a in a Cayman's Island account for this situation? Because it, it makes no sense. Five million dollars, he'd be, or he could get more than five million dollars. He should be um, in at that ten to thirteen a year range, I think at least. I mean, and, he could he can ball. And and maybe it's a matter of you know the contract situation with the or or, or, the, or the 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 cap situation with the Warriors. They really couldn't afford to go higher. And he's like, you know what? I just like winning, which I think we all can respect. Of like, hey, if you're going to build organization, you yeah. trust everybody. Um, Seems like a good place to play, Golden State. I mean, it's not a bad place to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Kerr's and, a good coach. He seems like be a player coach. Maybe they're doing that thing that my Dallas Mavericks did when they say, "Look, <laughs> if you just if you sign, then we'll give you a job after the fact." Um, so, for 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 listeners um, who who don't have access to, to our private pods that we've been co- recording rigorously, um, Terry uh, has now um, sus- taken ownership of of fandom for the Dallas. Mavericks. That's right. They're my Dallas Mavericks. Um, Luca. Zinger. This is he's he's talking to a guy who's been a fan since like 2003 with the Dallas Mavericks. But since I'm apparently moving, I've now I, I've advocated my my ability to claim ownership of a team that's not in our state. Nope. So, it's, so it's, it's really weird. You're Boston. Um, You're Boston guy. You got a Boston hat on right now. <laughs> I do have a Boston hat on right now <laughs> because when we came here, uh, you gave me some gifts and, and and it was I think as you described it, um, a fitted hat, fitted Boston hat. Um, and in case you get on the juice, was it um, a snapback? I got a snapback. <laughs> Got you both, man. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just like a make, I'm Barry sure, Bonds when I'm up there. Making sure you're ready. Just a little bit bigger. Making sure you're ready. Uh, and then they got me a Larry Legend, uh, uh, you know, sort of jersey shirt. Um, I respect that because I don't believe in wearing no, I know. jersey. I know you don't have um, jersey. So they got me a jersey shirt, shirt. Um, which is far more respectful. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Dallas Mavericks State, no, they're fantastic. Um, but they're going to they, be good. I think it does sort of tie in, and we can sort of like do a pretty seamless transition if I do say so myself. But Ooh, we're talking about over unders. Professional. Um, because the over-unders were released a couple of days ago, um, and I think both of us had some 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 thoughts. Um, we saw the over-unders, and, and, we, and we saw there's some some interesting uh, options. So, which of the over-unders, they, and, and we're using whatever was on uh, a totally legal sports book website that we do not use regularly because we're residents of the United States. Um, 
What number stood out to you? The over unders. Yep. Um, okay, I've got I've got three here for you. Three. Yeah. Um, one is this twenty eight point five with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. I like the under there because I did? think they're going to sell Bradley Beal. They're, they're selling high on Beal. Okay, so that's You're, entirely based on them getting rid of Bradley yeah, Beal. Absolutely. Um, if they kept Bradley Beal. I still think it's right about the number. See, that's the thing is I think it's under even with Bradley Beal. Yeah. Um, because they're pretty pretty terrible in, in terms of bad franchises. Um, if they didn't have Bradley Beal and it didn't have like commiserate assets, um, juicy draft picks down, down the road, are they, are, are they better or worse than Charlotte? Oh, in, oh, they're better than Charlotte. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they're better. I mean, everybody's better. Charlotte's the worst. What is Charlotte? 23? Too high. <laughs> Too high. No, here's one I really want to bang the over on is Atlanta. Atlanta. How are you going to say 33? Mm-hmm. Atlanta's going to blow that out of the water. I think so. Um, I mean, the thing is, is that they, they won 29 games last year. Mm-hmm. They seem to have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is really, is, is, is the maturation and added assets um, worth four wins? And I, I think that it's possible, especially given that the East has gotten worse. Um, the East is, has lost quality talent. Yep. Um, um, so I would agree there. Um, what do you think about, um, speaking of the, the town I'll live in soon, the Boston number, 48 and a half? I think that's high. A lot of respect for them. I think that's a, Well, I think it's the sort of addition by subtraction. Because yeah. because Kimba's not as good as Kyrie, mm-hmm. but that team's going to be a happier team. And they get Rozier out of there, which everything I'm seeing about Rozier is he was also a head case. So here's the thing, is that compared against the win totals from uh, this, this recent season, mm-hmm. um, uh, compared to the, the over uh, under, Boston lost um, half a game mm-hmm. compared to, to their 49 wins. Brooklyn gained three and a half. Now... That to me is very interesting. So the, the sort of no respect for odd, odds makers think, hey, they lost Kyrie, so they've not really gotten that much worse. Um, replaced them with Kemba, so not really that much worse. And Rozier, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the team Kyrie plays for now only got three and a half. Points. I know. Like, no it, respect it, for it Kyrie. Very interesting. No respect very for Kyrie. Interesting. Uh-uh. And I, I'm with him. I have no. I I wouldn't want Kyrie anywhere near my Dallas Mavericks. Um, <laughs> How about this 40 and a half number for the New Orleans Pelicans? That to me is a stay away because I, I think the team is actually pretty solid. I think they're good, and I'm not even relying on Zion. I think Zion get hurt, gets hurt week two. Well, I know you believe that he's a he, he's, he's a void. He's a he's a fatty. Uh, he is going to hurt himself. Um, I mean, he is. Of course, he's a void. But yeah. like, yeah. I mean, although it is, it's rich. How, how much that is a thing in in sort of popular media talking about sports because we're all. Schlubs. Who, well, I mean, who like, are you know, barely below the overweight or obese line. Um, I'm not. I'm not judging him as a person. I'm judging him as a basketball player. If he's just a person walking around the world. I wouldn't be standing there pointing, saying fat. I'm just saying, somebody with that extra weight, the way he plays, mm-hmm. he's leaping all over the place. It's just bad on your bad on your legs. So the reason why I say stay away is just because the West is 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 it just a grind saw. Like <laughs> the West has gotten better again, um, continually getting getting better. Um, yep. I mean. Who did the West lose to the East? Um, they lost Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. hurt. and who else of the top flight stars? Um, that they lost in the West. That they lost from the West to the East, because the East lost uh, Kawhi Leonard. 
Yeah. Um, he, he's lost Angela Russell, who is not a top flight, flight player, but he's he's an all-star caliber player. Mm-hmm. They haven't lost much. Until Chris Paul gets, gets moved somewhere, right? And he, I mean, what is he now? I don't even know what his value is, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I watch him play, and I mean, he has he has five to ten minute stretches where he looks good, but then he's completely completely off the reservation. So I, I have no idea. A lot of these are, are complicated to me. I, don't, I wouldn't touch the Lakers at 51 and a half. Nope. Um, I take the under on the Clippers, personally. 55, yeah, because Kawhi's not going to play all the time. I Paul George isn't going to play all the time. I, I don't think, I mean, it, it, you have to start getting into, like, intense modeling and, and figure out how many, how many games are going to play and how much value that is. Um, but I mean, they. I, I think that's a. Are they fourteen and a half games better than they were? No, seven games better than they were last year. If they play full time, yeah. But that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The thing, that's right? the thing, yeah. <laughs> um, um, what else could we talk about? Um, what about the Miami number? So that that forty four five games better than they were last year. They added Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that that helps anything for any team. I think there's a. There's an initial boost for players like Jimmy Butler and um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie, Kyrie, or Kyrie Irving as well. In the first year, the te- teams, I think, will be better. Um, I think they wear out their welcome very quickly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. four better four better than last year, which is possible. The East is garbage. So, the East sucks. So, so, it's sort of hard to figure out. They get to play um, Charlotte like five times. <laughs> so, count them in for, for four wins. <laughs> Auto, automatically. Um, yeah, I'm banging the Atlanta over, and I'm banging the Toronto over. Those are my two big ones. Toronto, 46 and a half. They're saying that Toronto is going to be 11 and a half games worse than they were last year, mm-hmm. simply because of no Kawhi. And as you pointed out, Kawhi didn't play all the time. So I think that's a crazy number. I'm going over over Toronto, over Atlanta. Those are my locks. What about you? Other numbers that, that sort of stand out to me um, is Golden State lost, lost eight and a half, which I think is actually a little bit undercounting. Um, the respect for Curry is what that is. It's a lot of respect for Curry. Um, but I mean, Clay is like just silently the workhorse. Like he's just day in day out, Clay he does what he does, and then there'll be a random, you know, second quarter, third quarter, he'll go off and score you thirty-one something, yeah, yeah. some insane number. Um, lost the rant, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that makes sense. But again, this is comparison against their actual wins from 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 two thousand eighteen. Um, uh, the other number that that it was crazy. So Charlotte lost um, sixteen wins, um, and they're over under compared to to last year. I think. To me, betting over there is interesting um, because, again, somebody's got to win some games in the East. Um, I actually think the, the the interesting one to me is um, Oklahoma City, thirty-two and a half. Yeah, I think that's with the belief that they're moving Chris Paul, right? Yeah. Um, so the question is, who's going to take him? Uh, because. He's very expensive. Um, I keep here in Miami. People talk about Miami, and so and so maybe the bet on Miami is a sort of actual bet on, on them getting Chris Paul. Um, and I can see you over here looking at the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, because uh, they because they cause, jumped. What? Why the hell did they jump? So they they had twenty two wins last year, and they're projecting thirty one and a half. It's a nine and a half bump. That's one of the highest on the board. Why the hell? Are they, what? What am I missing? Um, there's been chatter about about um, Chicago being being a sort of team on the up, upswing, and by the way, this happens every offseason. There's a team that's sort of the the sort of darling of of, of the the sort of sports writers. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's got to be respect for Kobe White. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not joking because their their team is exactly the same. 
you were laughing, but their team's exactly the same as last year. Like, look, here's their best players. Zach Levine. Chucker. Yeah. Chris Dunn. Yeah. Thomas Sadoransky. And then you've got like Otto Porter, Thad Young, Wendell Carter, and so, Lori Marketing. So like, the, what the fuck? So the improvement of Wendell Carter, um, Otto Porter, um, one of your favorite players. <laughs> the GOAT. Um, and uh, Sadoransky. I mean, it's just a lot of a lot of studs come in from Washington there. Um, not directly with Otto Porter, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of buzz with that, that team. I, I, I don't I don't know how I can believe any of it. I honestly um, do think Kobe White's factoring in that a little bit. He looked great in summer league. Mm-hmm. They're saying he looks good in practice. Um, if they have a point guard that can play off ball, that can hit open shots, that might help. But I don't know. I don't. This is confusing to me. This is. I mean, the question is very weird line. I think I'm going under with the Bulls. With their team, though, Kobe, Kobe White's his skill set. Better suited than Zach Levine, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Like they need to get the ball out of Zach Levine's hands. He's just a chucker. Um, he doesn't really run a real offense. It, that, to be fair, he's not. He's he's fundamentally a shooting card, so he shouldn't be expected of that. Um, he can play off ball, and Laurie Markkinen will do less ball handling. I think that's good. He's a good spot up shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I don't know. I think Kobe's going to be good for that team. I don't see nine and a half games difference though. That that's nuts. What are your th- what are your thoughts about Houston? Fifty three and a half. Houston, 53 and a half, so that's just about on par, par with what they had in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going under there only because it was a absolutely heroic year from for James Harden for them to get to that 53 number last year. I mean, mm-hmm. they out the gate, they were terrible. Until he started dropping 50 every night, they couldn't rack up wins. They don't have the Chris Paul option anymore. They've got Westbrook, who... I I will I don't he's a, I, he's a stay away from me that Russell Westbrook. Have you ever seen? I, I, this probably is not the case because the, these golfing numbers only come from the you know sixties and seventies when you had people who were fucking milk delivery men playing against like actual uh, athletes. Um, but two players averaging triple double on the same team. Can, <laughs> can we see it? I don't know. Man. Can I take that prop there? Uh, I you know who you know who is not happy. Clint Capella. Clint Capella is not happy. <laughs> Clint's not getting his shots up this year. That is true. Can we can we sort of take take a prop bet on how happy Steven, Steven Adams is? Of like, hey, I can actually do rebounds as opposed to have to pass them up to have my to point guard box out so my point guard can go get the rebound. Well, so fucking ridiculous. I don't know, man. I I'm going under there. I don't think that Westbrook adds wins to that team, and I think that um, Harden just can't keep this up year after year. It's, it's He's still going to be good, but I don't know about the what. What do you average like 35, 36, something like that last year? I think it was in the lower thirties, um, personally. But um, my memory is getting crappy. I mean, to me, the lock is is the under on the Lakers. Um, and I mean, eighties very very good. Um, he's not fourteen and a half wins good. Um, although the fourteen and a half wins is sort of baking in LeBron actually giving a shit. Um, he was thirty. Said yeah, uh, Harden averaged thirty six last year. Dang, that's that's a hard number. Right, that's that's really high. That's a six point jump from the year before. I don't think with Westbrook on that team, there's no way he gets thirty six a game. Um, no, I'm going under with them. Uh, well, um, I mean, I, that's fair enough. Um, I'm thinking the under on Indy uh, forty eight and a half. Yep, that's, that's right on par for last year. But Oladipo is going to be out to what? November, late November, December, January, that, that sort of range. Not to hear him tell um, He says he's 100%. Oladipo is nuts, man. I like him as a, I really like him as a player. He just seems good. just like a gangster. He my just, favorite he Oladipo story. Out. My, this is a favorite thing I've ever seen about Oladipo. So Oladipo tears his hamstring, mm-hmm. right? 
really tough injury. I mean, that was really painful. A week later, he posted a video on Instagram of him in a modified wheelchair that was like a leg straight mm -hmm. back up um, with two guys with him, mm -hmm. one guy getting a rebound and one guy holding his hands over his leg to make sure that when the rebound was passed to him, it, it doesn't drop on his leg. So just some, some guy's just holding his hands over his leg and Oladipo getting shots up from the wheelchair a week after tearing his hamstring. It's a maniac. <laughs> Is he the modern-day Larry Bird? <laughs> just take <just> care. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Oladipo. I, yeah, I don't know. I, without him coming back, and when he comes back, he's going to have to you know play his way back into a groove. I think 48 and a half is high. I agree with you. The Memphis number is interesting. So to Memphis me. twenty-seven. That's five games worse than they were last year. They have moved on from Conley mm -hmm. and from Gasol. Mm -hmm. Who's on that team? Who the hell plays for Memphis? They have Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh yeah, um, and they have Ja. So a lot of studs. A lot of studs. I don't know. Ja is so small. You put he's the buckets up though. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. He has a he has a smooth shot though. I'll tell you. I watched him in college, and it was just my, he was it was so interesting how different he looked on the court than everybody else. What if we like? What if I had the hot take that Orlando's number, which is one worse from last year, which I actually think there's value in, in betting Orlando, um, was because you know a maturation players getting better, but also Markel Fultz come back. This is the year. Oh my God, Levi! Yeah, this is I can't. This is like when I was hanging on to Darko Milicic. <laughs> In the early to mid 2000s, I think it was like 2009. You're like, yeah, he, I kept, he, he, he I, hadn't, he's, hadn't got a good shot yet. No, he had that little left hand baby <laughs> hook. I thought it, I thought it was gravy. You, I, you were such a fan of big man with like soft shots. Yeah, like, yeah. Good hands. You know, Dirk, obviously, I'm my favorite player. Of, of course, favorite player. <laughs> but just like a big man who's got a, got, got a soft, soft touch. Love it. Uh, big man shooters. That's why I like the zinger. <laughs> well, um, I, I mean, I think you've got. You need to come to Jesus there and understand that he might, might be a good, a good person. It doesn't sound like a good person. No. Did you see you got in a fight at a bar in like Latvia? I, I did not see that, but I just assume if you go to Latvia, like you, you should get, you get a bar fight. Like, I mean, that's, that's what's going to happen, right? That's sort of part of the course Hilarious. there. Um, all right. Well, any of these over-unders you want to talk about? I mean, I think that I, every year until somebody tells me different, I'm going to do the over for San Antonio. I feel like every year they always hit the over. With their win totals, last year they won 48 games. There seems to be 46 and a half this year. So, speaking of such things, um, whilst I was um, sort of just laying around my uh, sort of rapidly um, becoming more sparse apartment, mm -hmm. um, I was going through my Google Drive um, documents. I had a lot of like spreadsheets and various data things where I did sort of data analysis projects back when I uh, had a job that didn't require me to think that much. Um, and I found my my list of transactions from um, what was it 2014 Spurs? That's the one where where they they came back and and wallet mine. Yep. Um, and I saw that my 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 ROI on my bets was about 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 seven percent um, because I bet heavily on the Spurs that entire um, entire playoffs um, and a lot of prop bets on like Danny Green three pointers. He was just feeling himself. He was. On. He was good. And 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 he was making an, you know, himself known enough that he would get prop bets put placed out there on, on his number of three pointers. And early on, especially in the Miami series, he was just off the chains. Like I mean, there was chatter about him being uh, the MVP of the of the series for the first couple of games. Mm -hmm. But I, I saw that and I was like, ah, glory days. 
glory days when I had like a real good feel of a team, which I, I like I had with the Raptors this year. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's since December thirteenth, <laughs> right? Um, uh, all right, let that. I think that's a good transition to our final topic, which is title odds. I think there are some egregious things with the title odds this year. Levi Saplatis with the title odds. If you're not really sure how betting works, let's say a team is plus 500 to win the championship. That means you bet one to win five. So when we say plus 500, that's what that means. Uh, it, it, it could go the other way too, where uh, it minus 500, that's where you bet five to win one. So right away, I'm going to tell you the most egregious, and I'm actually literally going to put money on this, <laughs> Is how is the Denver Nuggets 18, 18, plus 1800? I think that's a very, very, very much a, Are you a value bet. Fucking kidding me? They're, they're, they're over under 52. They were one of the best teams in the league last year. They brought everybody back. Um, I find it interesting that you, you go that direction because I, I, I do agree that's underrated, but they're going through the bus all day is the West. So, so who knows, right? Um, injury here or there, and any of the playoff teams are just fall off the map compared to the sort of upper elite there. Um, to me, actually, the thing that jumped out to me was Philadelphia. Plus 900. Someone's got to come out of the East. Um, it's going to be Milwaukee, Milwaukee or Philly. Maybe Boston or Toronto, but probably not. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I don't think anybody beats the, the who's coming out of the West. Uh, that's the thing. is that, Again, injuries. I mean, we just, just saw this year. Who knows? I mean, plus 900 versus the sort of trying to pick the winner out of the West. I mean, to me, the, obviously the most egregious one is, is the Los Angeles Lakers plus 300. Um, yeah, they're now, the favorite title favorites, the now, Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, that's some public, um, this public money. Yeah, they're they're baking in public money. Um, so, for those that don't know what that means, that means that when you have a team that's very very popular nationwide, like the Lakers are, um, that they're, they're more money is going to be put on them than should be put on them because fans are rooting for them and want to bet on the team they're rooting for. And, and the other thing is, right, is that you can also get other situations here, right? Like um, the Knicks are. Plus thousand uh, um, um, compared to let's say Washington, Memphis, Detroit. You know, these other teams that's getting money from from New York fans. They're like, hey, screw it, put put twenty bucks, hundred bucks on. Yeah, on, that's on just the Knicks. yeah. Uh, because it, there's no logical reason they're not they're not going to make like one out of a hundred and fifty. Um, I'm run, th- run yeah. throughs. They're they're not going to win the title. It's just not happening. I got another one for you. That I think is a, is a dark horse to make a lot of money, and that's the Portland Trailblazers. Well, then they are plus three thousand. I think it's it is value, right? Bet one to win thirty. Yeah, I mean one out of thirty run through like simulations of the season. Does Portland win? Yeah, probably. I think they're going to happen. Yeah, um, I mean, they were I mean, real good last year. I mean, the thing is, is that you know betting on the title odds is is one of those sort of fun things you do. Just take a long shot per team and. See what happens because you can actually make. I mean, you just make more money if you bet the, their games the entire season. Just you know, get better odds there. Um, Portland to me, they're spunky. I just don't believe them. Uh, partially, this is coming as a as a longtime Dallas Mavericks fan, uh, far superior fan, fan of yours. Just, just they haven't had recovered after like Dirk just broke their soul in 2011. Um, it, it was. It, I mean, they just destroyed them. Brandon Roy got hurt. Um, but they played his heart out, but they, they also never just broke their soul back. I don't think so. I think that Dame Lillard was still in high school back then. Um, and I think that the Portland Trailblazers are a good bet. But if I'm betting on the team that I actually think is going to win the title, um, I'm betting on the Bucks. Bucks. Yeah. I think they, they are actually going to win. That would be my bet to win. And they're plus 500. Not bad. Bet 1-1-5. One, one, 
I'd actually just take Philly. Um, I really, really like that Philly number. Um, not really. You've been reading the stories about Embiid finally getting his diet in check? No more five Nutella sandwiches before the game? <laughs> well, I have seen those. Um, but also, this is like just comical. Like, he's not going to be a you know, sub 5% body fat person. That's, that's not his personality. And you don't want him to. Like, that's not why he's good. Yeah, but it, you don't need him in the fourth quarter. You know. I agree. He's a bit out of shape, and he's been yeah. league long enough that it's a little bit um, unacceptable. Um, I mean, he gets gassed. Like, yeah. I mean, that, and he's your best player, and he's the surest thing in the half court to get a bucket for them. And that's when, when you really need that skill set in the fourth. So you can't have him gassed out there when you absolutely need a bucket a couple minutes to go. Yeah, but Ben Simmons is going to get a jump shot. So oh, yeah, I, I shoot I, with I, the wrong hand. <laughs> shoot with the wrong hand. Shout out to Ringer. Um, I mean, I don't just put a shot up. I don't care which hand it is. Just just try. Um, I've seen him try. He took one. Took one last year. It didn't, it didn't go well. Did not go in. Um, I think the Raptors at 3,300 3, is a bit disrespectful. Uh, I think it should be a little higher than that. Um, I, can't, I still can't get over What is the logic behind the Denver Nuggets that, that low? There's Plus no, 1,800. There's no respect for, for a, um, a white superstar. A chunky, big, white European guy who can't jump? Yeah, yeah. He Best passer in the league, though. He, he also looks like he just chain smokes. Like he, he, he probably does. He, he definitely smokes when he when he's drinking. Like he's, he's not gassed in the fourth quarter, though. One hundred percent not. <laughs> he, he, he is one of the sort of like under, like just the, the most non obvious star. Like just look at him as a person. You're like, he, there's no way he's like an elite basketball player. Uh, but the, he's one of my Joe favorite Bader, players to watch. He's he so is weird. so fun to watch. Um, he's, he positions himself well for rebounds. He's a phenomenal passer. A great touch around the rim. I love the guy, Joker. He, yeah, he he is one of the like him um, in terms of players that I just like. I just love um, him, Dame, Dame Lillard, yeah, Oladipo. Uh huh. Um, I mean, there's just like fun. They just try so damn hard. Um, they try so hard and they're good. Um, I like McCollum too. We're trying, Jennifer. He's okay. <laughs> Best tweet of all time. Trying to win, Jennifer. That was good. So the backstory on that is some lady named Jennifer uh, made a comment about how the the Blazers can't get over the hump and they can't win the championship. And C.J. McCollum out of nowhere responded and just said, we're trying, Jennifer, which is now on T-shirts, bumper stickers, everything. Uh, yeah, so there you go. I, I don't. I think there's going to be a lot of money pouring in on the Lakers and the Clips. I don't want to touch either one of those. I don't know what those teams are going to look like. I think the Clips will be better than the Lakers. Um I don't have a lot of respect for Anthony Davis, got to tell you that. Doesn't, doesn't seem like a winner to me. <laughs> okay. It just doesn't. I mean, you've done nothing. You've never gotten past the second round of the playoffs. So, And he didn't have trash with him in New Orleans. I mean, he had some help. So that brings up a very interesting point because he's clearly a very talented player, right? But um, given your, your your sort of newfound love of the Dallas Mavericks and, and – Old town. They're, they're – well – Luca, Maybe. Luca. Uh, okay, new blood. Um, and they're, they're sort of – History there. Um, so through the through the, the mid aughts, we had a series of players that pretty much guaranteed your te- your team to win win fifty games. You had Tim Duncan, you had LeBron James, mm-hmm. uh, you had uh, Dwayne Wade, and you had Dirk. <coughs> they had some god awful teams. Kobe, um, yeah, but he wasn't. Eh. Kobe guaranteed you forty. <laughs> mid mid forties guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Um, could probably get you to fifty, but I mean. But those those players, those to me are the sort of those are the superstars. Mm-hmm. Um, like those are the transcendent players that just universally make your team better just by them being there. Um, there's the next level down, which is the team, the, the the players that are extremely good, 
but have to be surrounded by the right assets to complement them to to actually shine. Paul George um, types, yeah. Exactly. Um, I think Anthony Davis is in that. The second one. And that's the second tier. Um, he just hasn't, you know, put the team on his back. And I get it; the West is very hard, but he, he did it for a year and did extremely well. And then the next year, he just sort of gave up. Um, which yeah. I, I, I don't really respect. I get frustration of being surrounded about around players you think um, aren't complimenting you well. The organization is not supporting you in the right way. I get that frustration, but at some point, you got to have a player who just says, "You know what? I'm going to do what I can." I'm going to play my heart out. Yeah. I'm going to try. Um, Harden is like that, and yep. Giannis is like that. Yep. Uh, how long, the serious question, um, how long before Anthony Davis is disinvited from Taco Tuesday? <laughs> Taco Tuesday is a racist. The I-I-I at the end is not good. <laughs> it's not a good look. <laughs> uh, I, if it... He also, he's not. Eat, I mean, he's eating shit tacos too. Can we talk about that? It's hard <laughs> shell tacos. He's doing like let's tomatoes and lettuce, sour cream on it. This is a guy. Give me a break. And, and you're in LA too. That's the thing. Is it one like you have a lot of money, right? So you can buy whatever you want. You've got it. I'm sure he has at least one, if not two or three chefs. Like so, he can he he can have quality stuff prepared. You have someone who's like marinating meat for hours to make sure that it's ready to be, be littered across. But hard shell tacos. It's so weird. Like, I, I eat hard shell tacos, but I, I treat it like a different animal. I don't really treat it like tacos. Like, it's more like how I eat a, a Big Mac. I don't really consider it a hamburger. Like, it's just a different thing. Is it really, like fast food? Really just a nostalgia trip? Like, yeah, it, pretty much. Like what you ate growing up? Just yeah. Because that would be only better. We're from right. a small town in but if Carolina. I'm, we don't have a good penetration of a taco scene. But if I'm calling myself Taco Tuesday, I'm, I'm saying in my house it's Taco Tuesday. I'm putting it out on Instagram. You damn well bet. And I'm in L.A. of all places. You damn well bet I'm postmating that thing. I'm getting some of those some real LA tacos, yeah, street I tacos. Yeah, I can postmate. I can I can respect sort of wanting to cook your own food, no. you know, have people together. But like, you're, you're in LA, you're the best taco scene in the nation, except just, for a couple places in Texas. Just get some some random like soft soft soft, uh, soft tacos. I mean, really any any work because hard shell is just such a weird look. Hard shell's a weird look. Uh, I'm not in on Taco Tuesday's racist. I just think III is a bit problematic. Um, and I think Anthony Davis, come middle of December, is no longer in Taco Tuesday rotation. It'd be like yeah. Rajon Rondo one week, just, just, <laughs> just to spite Anthony Davis. <laughs> uh, okay, well that's uh, that's our NBA championship. It, it, so your your number one bet is the 76ers, right? I think that's the most value for the for the title odds. Yeah. Okay, and I am going to say um, if you're. You want to you're, you're putting some money down and you want a big return. You're doing the twenty fifty dollar bet as opposed to a hundred two hundred dollar bet, right? Uh, the twenty fifty, I go Nuggets. If you're doing the hundred two hundred, put it on the Bucks. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Anything we else else we want to cover on this uh, summertime edition, off season edition of Mangum Talks Hoops? I think we've covered it all. We've, we solved the NBA. All right, I'm going to get this pot up soon. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you haven't checked it out already, check out Mangum Talks TV. Spencer and I are going through HBO's Chernobyl, having a blast with it. I know how a nuclear reactor works, I think, pretty much. Check out episode one. I try to explain it. Um, and check out Mangum Reads. They've started a um, sort of a midweek or between episodes short pods on Harry Potter, which I think is pretty interesting. My mm-hmm. wife is, is tickled pink about it. So, Levi, I enjoyed doing this. Let's go party. Let's do it. See you. Peace.